0: With more than 60 episodes in the game, KP and PR are still dropping gems. Secrets continues to bring you the hot fire that you have grown to expect. Listeners describe Secrets as the ultimate receipt for motivating the underrepresented employee to be bold in achieving their career aspirations in corporate America. And season four will definitely not disappoint as they deliver secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to get your market value. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, put in that work to reach the top of corporate America. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better kp and pr will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance in your career so fill up those cups and welcome to season four
1: hey everybody welcome to secrets ricky how you doing today my friend
0: man kp i'm
2: doing pretty good man i'm thinking about we're here at what episode number 65, right. you know, now, right? And we've had so many great episodes. I mean, a ton of them. We get people to call in all the time, asking about some of the guests and and, and whatnot. But as I reflect, you know, back, I don't think that, None of the the episodes surprised us more than episode twenty four in season two. Yeah, and that was with our sister Doris Cypress. Yes, like yeah. man, yeah. I got to tell you, like I'm cheesing today. You know, just thinking about that first episode. Yeah, it was great. And and that episode has had. Some staying power for real, mm-hmm. right? And it continues to be in our top ten most listened to episodes. Yeah, top ten, top 10. out of, of sixty five. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and we continue to get requests from people to connect with Dorit. And look, I get you know calls, you know personally. Hey, mm-hmm. can you connect us with uh, with Dorit so mm-hmm. that we can have her come speak at our ERG event yeah. or this that and the other? And you know how we are. We once you in the secrets community of we're practice, goodness. when you're in the family, yeah.
3: that's right. We're gonna
2: take care of you, right? And to have her back on the show is
1: what people have been asking us for and that's what we're gonna do so well today's your lucky day <laughs> <laughs> secrets village so we have to read back and she is ready to spill some more truth bombs on us today and so last time we had to read on we only hit the tip of the iceberg yeah and i mean we could have talked for hours and hours and hours um, so today we'll go a little bit deeper with Dorit, So let's yeah, get at it. Yeah, so KP, I'm
2: so excited to have Dorit with us. I mean welcome back to Secrets Dorit. welcome.
4: I appreciate you guys, both of you and you know you're part of the magic. So I mean you must call something out in me. So <laughs> I don't call out in you because it doesn't happen just by one person. So you know, something it, it would however, however it is, we, we move together in our conversation. Um, your listeners like, so I, I don't. I don't know what that is. Let's find out.
0: Let's find
1: out. And today we're going to do that. So in today's episode, we'll discuss what's happened in the world since we last had to read on and why it matters. There's certainly been a lot that's been going on in mm-hmm. the last year. We'll also go deeper into some of those gems that Dorit shared um, with us the last time that we broke bread together. We'll provide some receipts on the insidious forces of systemic racism in the workplace, and we'll close out with secrets from Dorit on what allies and advocates can continue or even start to do to help dismantle systemic racism.
2: So look, KP, let's just jump into this, man. So for our listeners, as a reminder, Dorit is an educator, a trainer, and a consultant. She's a, one of our really good friends. Yes. Okay. Right. But right. uh her organization, People's Lab, it provides training and certifications on how to transform our differences um into possibilities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we'll give Dorit a chance to talk more about her work when uh we start discussing our secrets today.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Dorit, this this last year, girl, it's been crazy. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's just an understatement. It's been crazy, and I think. You know, part of what we've been talking to our listeners about this year is we know we're not crazy. Right. Even though like folks try to make us seem like we're crazy or like because you're trying to challenge things. We know we're not crazy. Right. But when we talked uh, uh, this time last year, the world was looking up. Uh, We we had we had reason for hope. Right. (laughs) We got through the 2020 elections. COVID vaccinations were starting to roll out. Companies were talking about doing the right thing, and it really seemed like they were up for it, like they were gonna do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We had, you know, white people were getting behind diversity efforts and talking about equity and all of those things. Now, a year later, it feels like we're in some type of an alternate universe, <laughs> right? Like we're, we're like it's like, <laughs> like it's like we're stuck, you yeah. know, like we're not even we haven't even moved some in some areas. So I feel like like we've actually regressed as a country and uh, and in the world, you know, specifically. So COVID is still here. There's been a ton of performative corporate and individual acts of solidarity. Um, and we are basically like trapped in this like fake news universe, right? Where it's like you see something, but they try to tell you it's something else. I mean, it's like kind of like, what the heck is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, what are your thoughts on all of this stuff, like it's kind of been happening, you know, between last year and now, like bring us, give us Dorit's, you know, uh, take on it.
4: Oh boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, you know, it's not show, Dorit, you can say what you want to say. We know you Dorit, you can say what you want to say.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I wish I had the magic answer. I have uh, a sense of what's going on. And I know this as, um, you know, an educator and and a social, a social activator, when things when you scratch the surface of something, and you reveal, uh, you know, and it's not the first time systemic racism has has been revealed in this country, it it keeps being revealed, like over, you know, there's all these epochs in our history where something reveals it, and it gets, it gets, um, you know, this one, there were so many things revealed at the same time, you know, the fact that our I have to say, late stage capitalism <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
4: is like so entrenched and so kind of at, at, at the bottom of of, of keeping things um, systemically uh, not moving. You know that 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 there are old, old, old systems that go back to some of them to to human design, to to how we're designed,
5: mm-hmm.
3: to
4: to just kind of um, I guess we're realizing designed to often when we see an opportunity for profit, we take it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And that's dismantle that, you know, it's an, and in a way it's like, it's not, it's not, it's seeing the opportunity for profit is not the bad thing. The bad thing is that we don't complement it at the same time with equity and distribution. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, you know, think about profit, think about progress that way if you want to, but don't do it just for yourself. You know, do it in relationship to everything else that connects up to you, which is everybody. So we don't have a system that functions that way, design-wise. And maybe as human beings, in the end, we, we forget that. That kind of gets dropped off once we 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 see our own little beaks kind of picking out of the the egg of, of the bird, you know, like we we see our own beak coming out and it's yeah. all about us that's you right forget, yeah you forget about like you know the yoke and the mother and the context of the nest and the you know I mean, excuse me, by the way, I'm also an artist, so I tend to have a, a, a very wild imagination. We
2: love it. We love <laughs> it. But, but we are tracking. We are absolutely tracking. I hope absolutely so, because I
4: might make you feel like you're in a, another alternate universe. No, we, you have not lost us, Derek. You
2: have not lost us. You know, we could talk for hours, So we so we get it. But no, I mean, I think... It's 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 ironic, you know, that you talk about like the capitalistic, you know, part of this. And and again, this is like the what's in it for me culture. Right. Like, yeah, we can get this. But what am I getting like Mm -hmm. for like, let me get mine first and then we can talk about distribution, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. And but we never really get a chance to talk about the distribution of the equity part of this where we continue to talk about, okay, okay, I'm getting some of mine. Let me get a little bit more from me, and then we'll start talking about equity. You know, like, so again, you, it just, the, the cycle just seems to continue.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it also, you know, it, it's, it's this year has been truly difficult. I mean, the year before was extremely difficult, too. And we we tend to forget, you know, if it, if you both were able to give birth, you would know that you forget the pain of giving birth. <laughs> so you can do it again, you know. So it, it's like that. We sort of have bad times, then we have worse times, and forget how bad the times were before.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, you know, the last two years, framed by COVID, you know, we interrupted and and and, and crashed so many aspects of our systems. You know, but not not the deep underneath ones, which is still profit making, but all the you know um, the infrastructures of how we function. We're, you know, economically we we're, we're moving both forward and backwards. You know, like there's there's two thirds of us are moving backwards. Well, maybe I don't. It's not even one third. Maybe it's you know, as they say, one percent moving forward. And we're having a hard time fixing that. And that was disrupted extremely, even more more so with with COVID.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, you know, it, it just it, racism becomes like just well, like one one peg in a multi pegged system that's been disrupted. You know, mm-hmm. and and everybody is like trying to vie for, you know, we don't. What do you fix first? Well, there is no first. You have to take care of everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah.
4: And and we're just not designed to think that way.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: um, so it it there's there's a rub happening between um, give me the formula of how to fix it and the reality of no 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 this this break cannot be fixed in the same way that we used to fix things. We need a different. A different thinking structure, a different functioning structure of how to fix things. We can't use the old hierarchical, you know, uh, consecutive, linear time frame of fixing. Um, it has to be aligned and overlapping mm-hmm. and circuitous and horizontal and and vertical at the same time, dynamic.
3: Yeah, and, yeah.
4: You know, we 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 don't know how to do that. We yeah. don't know how to do that. Don't I know mean, how to it's, do it. I see. There's just a lack of skills. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lack of conceptual framework, and then there's a lack of tools. On how do I get out of my own rut? How do I not? How do I go beyond performing? Mm-hmm. How yeah. do I crack my own surface, mm-hmm. my my own understanding of how who I want to be? I may I may think I want to be anti-racist. I may know that's like not both humanly and ideologically correct, you know. But how do I crack through my own behavior,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: behavior that I'm actually Partially blind to, even though you know I'm not doing anything aggressively wrong, I'm doing ten thousand little tiny things wrong, Uh, and I don't know what they are. I don't want to be, so I'll have to perform that I'm doing the right thing, but I don't quite know how. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we talked about this last time or it came up somewhere else. I think it may have come up somewhere else. In a way, we have to accept performing as a step one. Step one, go ahead and perform, you know, create the, the outline of, of what you want to step into and, and, and perform it. Like just walk into it. If you have an image for it, step into it. Just step into it performatively. Once you're in there, you have to be taken through a process of, okay, now tell me what it feels like. What do you see from this perspective? Yeah. How are you experiencing yourself in this new perspective? You know, mm-hmm. what is your mind doing challenging you and resisting or judging that you're now standing in a new perspective? Mm-hmm. You know, like we're not, we don't have the tools of, to how to unpack our own behavior to understand why there's a block between wanting to do something a certain way and, and doing it.
1: That's right. Yeah. And without without serving yourselves too, yeah, yeah. You know, at the same time. And that's the hard part. The thing that's kind of been interesting for for me is, as we think about the last year, is just all the fear and the fear mongering. And it's like catnip. It it, it works every time for, for white people. <laughs> yeah. It's like you start to prey on fear that uh, you're gonna lose power, or somebody's trying to take something away from you, whatever it is. And I just have to put, what, what are white people afraid of? Why are they so fearful of the future and you know the potential that it holds as we become much more diverse and equitable?
4: If you think about it, well, you know, some would say, and I, I'm I'm not Christian, but some would say it's the fear of God.
3: Mm-hmm, <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the white God yeah. um, that you know that that has a way of how we're supposed to be with, with who's who's on top.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, um, I mean, I, you can see that in history, you know, how Christianity has risen its head and, and colonized or, or taken over or, you know, uh, placed the, the white person as the superior one to take armies led by God, you know, so I mean, that if you want to go into deep, deep history, that's there, mm-hmm. you know, and... I think, you know, there's trauma in, in white people's bodies in the same way as there's trauma in black people's bodies. Mm-hmm. But I don't think um, most white people are aware of the trauma that's in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Black people are. They, su- they supremely know, you know, from my experience of, of, mm-hmm. of, of people I'm, I'm connected to and, and have interactions with. Um, you, you're sort of forced to know what you need to protect if you're black. And mm-hmm. what is, has what is hurt you and, and what, what, you know, and if you don't protect it in particular, what, what will hurt you? So you, you're sort of aware with that. White people haven't had that um, experience up front because they've always, you know, understood that they're protected, you know, understood that they're, um, you know, that they're superior, that they are okay, that they in the end will get what is just and they will, you know, proceed with no... Um, no hindrance. And, and I think underneath that is a ton of fear that they're going to lose all that. Yeah. And it's like, it's not, I mean, I always say my process and the process for me of, 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 of sustainable change has to be both psychological and social. And I always say, and I figure this out over over 40 years of making artwork that's about identity and, and how we are both psychological and and political in in, in in being human. You know, we are both in one body that only only my body experiences what I experience. It's my own inner psycho, psychology, my somatic, my bodiness that experiences the world like I do. That's mine. But I'm also in a world of many, many others. I'm not alone. But I'm separate. I'm in a separate body. At the same time, I'm together with everybody else. And there's this separation and difference. And Okay, now I'm going to get lost. You see, you got me into it. No, you know, no, life.
2: we are tracking. You are yeah, not tracking. getting lost. Sir. Like, That's man, right. I'm over it teasing because you are like, just like, just giving us a look under the hood. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, and I really, really appreciate mm-hmm. this. I mean, as we're talking about the fear factor and what, and, and again, having that comfort of whether it be privilege and knowing that everything is going to work itself out, like it's going to right sides itself at the end and I'm going to come out on top or this, that, and the other, like for like black and Brown people, we don't have that. Like there That's is right. no, there That's is right. no, like, Mm -hmm. there is no safety (laughs) or or even like no thoughts of like, Hey, if I just hang in there, like it's going to work out. Like, like if this shit keeps on dragging out, like it may end up detrimental for me. You know what I mean? Like, so I like, I I just appreciate that, that perspective. And again, like secrets listeners, there's a reason why Dorit is like our girl Mm or why Mm she's our sister, man, because She just be just like really, really peeling greater. the 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 hood off of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like just yeah. just telling the business, right? Yep. And I, I think some more of that fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I think the 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 bigger part of this is, I mean, we see why now this is a top episode every time Dorit you mm-hmm. know comes on. Like we see why yeah. other people are trying to get Dorit's contact information for us yep. so they can yep. come yep. talk, sure. right? Yep. So look, so I want to hear more of that fear now. Yeah, 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 Let yeah, keep going. yeah, yeah. So so <laughs> when, when you when you talked about like the fear you know, stuff like, I'm, I'm curious, you know, when, when, when you have the, the power, right. And we're not even talking about the numbers. We're just talking about the power, right. Like in everything seems to keep working out, you know, for you, like, I just don't get it. Like what, like what, why not? Well, I guess it's, I guess we don't share, you know, because it's, I want to have all, and I'll tell you what you can have, but like, why is this fear continuing like today? to like rear its dirty head, you know, here in so many different ways?
4: Well, because, again, it's like I don't have the answer, but I Mm -hmm. have a sense of human beings and how humans behave when they're caught. And I have a sense uh, after doing this work on whiteness and anti-racism and and just the general work that I do with conflict uh, in people's lab, I see, you know, again, when you scratch the surface and, and people's fear comes up, and they have no tools or skills of, of how to how to deal with it, they react. The mm-hmm. first behavior is always reaction. It's not response. Response is is when you when you really consider whether your reaction is coming from the present or the past. You know, are you are you are you are you being triggered to think that what's happening to you right now is unsafe because you something similar to that happened to you when you were, you know, two years old or 10 years old or 20 years old? And and you're you're resisting it now, but you're not seeing clearly that the thing that's triggering you now is not that. You're actually safe right now. You actually have money in the bank. You actually have a house. You actually are okay. You're protected. You're not, you know, you're not you're not you're not unsafe. But people fear is is not rational. Mm-hmm. Fear is not logical. It doesn't come from the mind, it comes from the, the throat or the belly or or the gut you know, where you store experience and, and it becomes like this this kind of somatic, which is the word for body, of the body mm-hmm. in Greek, uh, it becomes um, part of your your whole organic being. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, it, it it's, you have to bring the experience of what you're feeling, recognize that I'm feeling fear. Oh, it's in my belly. I feel it. It's like, um, you know, I need to bring it up to recognition, acknowledgement, And then ask myself, what am I afraid of? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And am I really unsafe right now? You know, uh, and and open my eyes and see who is in front of me and see them for who they are rather than see my fear. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: When you feel fear, you don't see the person in front of you. You project your fear onto them. You're seeing your own fear. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there
4: you go.
1: We're we gonna put that on a T-shirt.
5: Yeah, yeah exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. Wow,
4: you're not seeing the person in front of you, you know. And so trauma, trauma, and white people. The thing about you know, I recognize um, white people have been colonized too into into the belief that they're superior.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. because to really believe that. You have to you have to um, suppress other organic things about what being human is, yeah. which is uncertain, which is not knowing, which is about change, uh, inevitability, inconsistency. Why people are not allowed to feel those things.
2: Yeah. Okay. You know, so okay. to be
4: colonized into being the superior, you have to over centuries tap down all those other feelings. And we don't know, we the grand we, we don't know how to live in the world of uncertainty,
5: mm-hmm.
3: or
4: live in the world of not knowing, or live in the world of mistrust or unsafety. But people of color do because you have to do that every single day, so it's normal yeah. for you. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, it's tiring. It's a burden. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's tiring, but now <laughs> problem- we get
4: it. Yeah. They're they're both burdens because both can you burdens. imagine living in a body that does can't feel its own um organic um animal self?
3: <laughs>
4: can you imagine how exhausting that is?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You
4: yeah. know, that 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 fun is not like deeply from deep inside, it's always kind of from outside, it's it's possessed, it's like it's consumed.
2: Dore, when the book coming out? That's right. That's what I want to know. Girl, when the book coming out.
4: I know. I know. I have a terrible time writing. Um, it's it's hard because my mind moves too fast. Girl, we're gonna have to we gonna oh,
2: man, we're gonna have to talk about the book. We're gonna have to talk about That's the fair. book. We're gonna have to talk about the book, the documentary, That's the fair. mini-series, whatever it is. Like, man, this shit is gold, Doreen. This good. shit is gold right That's here. Good. I'm telling you. That's so good. look, when you were here the la- uh, like last year, like you briefly started talking about the four typical responses of fearful people, right? Like, And you kind of touched on it a little bit here, but you call them the four A's, assume, avoid, accommodation, attack. Can we spend just a little bit of time dissecting each of these? Because I think it will connect the dots a little bit as we've been kind of going into it right now. And some of our listeners, this is the first time that they're hearing all of this hot fire, you know, that you talk about, right? Um, As we talk about the last year, as well as some of our personal experience, Keith and I have certainly seen these on full display. So if you could maybe just go into maybe a little detail and dissecting those four A's for us.
4: Absolutely. You guys have good memories too. You're good. You're good students. You get A's. We don't forget, that's right. that's right. I want my
2: sticker, I want my sticker. I want, right.
4: I want my sticker. <laughs> oh, you to start making stickers now. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's a tool I use. You know, so what what I do is I make tools. This mm-hmm. is really what I do. I just manufacture mm-hmm. uh, creative tools that, to try and bring a concrete presence to uh, to feelings, mm-hmm. to, to to human experience. Right? How to look under the hood mm-hmm. and the four A's. Um, you know, I realized it's human. I mean, again, it's like I always say: don't punish yourself when you realize that you uh, have a habit. Of reacting. You know, it is human. We are built that way. Like we're not guaranteed careful thinkers, listeners, seers. We're, we're, we're clumsy
5: mm-hmm.
3: and,
4: and, and we're reactive when we're afraid. Okay. So in reaction, the first reaction that is so common, we do it a million times a day, is we assume, we fill in the blanks of who we think the other person is.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We see somebody in front of us, we hear somebody around, you know, behind us, our mind immediately goes to, oh, that person is so-and-so, is like so-and-so. You know, we immediately go into, am I safe or am I not safe? That's the animal part of how we protect ourselves, right? So we fill it in because we don't know, because we don't actually know the truth about who that person is or who that person behind us is. Because we haven't even seen that person behind us. We haven't even turned to look. We already have a feeling and an assumption of who that person is. So that's the animal part of our survival, right? But to recognize when you're doing it, to use it as a tool and start to recognize like you have a bit of a witness, your your own little self, 10% of yourself is sitting in the back of your, of your brain or the back of your shoulder on your On your shoulder and you're watching yourself. You go, "Uh, Dorit, you're assuming that. You don't know that about that person. Mm -hmm. Ask a question. Ask a question. Ask them. Pull pull a thread. Get more information. Engage with that person. Don't assume. Because you might be wrong. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And if you're wrong, you're filling in the blank of somebody's identity. You're already starting off on the wrong track.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Because you're not letting them be who they are. And probably if they're as human as you are, they're going to assume you back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you're going
4: to both start on the wrong foot.
1: Absolutely. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's not
4: just me assuming, it's everybody assuming.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right. So this is how we just unconsciously get on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. We are afraid of not knowing um, who the other person is.
3: Mm-hmm. And you
1: see so- that pop up all the time with like stereotypes and microaggressions. That's kind of the yeah. basis of those things. Right. <laughs> so.
4: You're right. You see it all the time. Um, you, you see it all the time. and You see it in yourself. I see it in myself. Even as, as smart as I am, I'm still human. I still, you know, unconsciously um, do it when I'm in a strange situation. Mm-hmm. And the next one, the next A of, of assuming is uh, avoiding. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we are powerfully good at it as humans. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, Crafty and at fox. it too.
2: Crafty at it too. <laughs>
4: Crafty, crap like Fox. We are like Fox. You know, we don't know. We're doing it. We suppress. We deny. We look the other way. We pretend we didn't hear it. We pretend no, I didn't get that phone call. We like, you know, we just don't. We don't want to respond. We don't want to engage. We don't want to. We're afraid that it it may come out in a negative way or against us, or that person has more power than I do, or I'm not ready to meet that person or actually didn't do my homework. So I better pretend that I did, you know, we're just like constantly avoiding meeting what's real, what's, what's, what's really going on. And again, it's self-protection and it's unconscious, you know, and the next one um, is accommodation. It it seems like it's the opposite of 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 avoidance, but it's actually the partner of avoidance. Mm. It's another way of avoiding. It's like you 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 just you just you say yes when you mean no.
5: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. you be nice like, and you smile on people's faces. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh-huh.
4: exactly. You know, and again, <laughs> like, you just don't want to tangle with that, so you just go sure, I'll go along with it, whatever.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a lot of that stuff is like that performative stuff. Where yeah. Yeah. We're going to donate too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do. Yeah. We're going to hire more women and we're going to hire more ethnically diverse individuals, but you never really kind of get down to it. You said it, it, it you, you know, you accommodated the, 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 the mission or the moment or the movement, but you just didn't get around to actually doing
4: it. Yes. So, so if, if I were in a situation like that, you know, if, uh, if, and, and, and someone said that to me, if I like needed them to meet me at, at a certain place and, and they said, yeah, sure, I'll be there. I won't go away and say, great. I'll say, great. Let's make a meeting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: let's, let's, let's place the first three steps um, in, in an agreement. How are we going to uh, get to the next step together?
2: When now, and that's uncomfortable when you start pinning people down, and like, what? Well, oh, oh, I don't have my calendar to with me. Hold on just a second. Uh, let me get with somebody else first. Um, well, wait a second. Like, we're moving kind of fast,
4: okay. <laughs> you know. Like- okay, then you say, That's fine. I'm yeah. gonna call you tomorrow at 10 <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that's
2: right. That is it. That is it.
4: It takes you know, and it's a lot of work, right? But yeah. it's like you make that other person, uh, further uncomfortable. Some part, somewhere along that shimmering, not feeling well, they they will it, it mirroring for them or reflecting for them that that all is not well.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: And, and they need to see that. They need to experience that. That they are a part of that happening. That 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 you know, constant shimmering of this doesn't feel good is like they're in it by 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 dodging you. <laughs> you know, they're perpetuating it by. Not knowing how to do the next step. Hey, you know, like if you do that enough times once in a while, they'll move forward or they'll, you know, it's, 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 um, anyway, that, 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 that's a whole other question how do you <laughs> meet resistance? How do you meet accommodation? How do you mm-hmm. meet avoidance? How do you meet, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
4: and the last one is, um, attack, you know, which is, it, which is more aggressive and it could be attack physically, but it could also be attack with language.
5: Mm -hmm. You
4: know, or the tone of voice, you raising your voice at me or a an aggressive gesture or um, like like strong, aggressive neglect, you know, like facial feature, like distortion Mm -hmm. of mouth and tongue and eyes, you know, like just an aggressive behavior doesn't have to be a punch in the face. It could be gestural from the body. And, and we feel it emotionally. We feel it yeah. energetically without even know it's coming at us.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it also could be, you know, political when you think about attacking, the, you know, critical race theory or going after affirmative action. Yeah. You know, yeah. those are forms of attack to, like, help.
4: Absolutely. You know,
1: help keep people in place, right?
4: Absolutely. So they become strateg- political strategies, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can see, you can, you can read the handbook of, of authoritarianism or fascism. They include everything that's happening in our country and other countries as well, you know, of denial, pretend accommodation, projecting that you will be attacked, um, you know, uh, assuming assuming who you are without getting to know you. All those things are used in order to have power.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. And one thing when you were here last time that resonated with me was that that concept of the tree. And I still remember you <laughs> you know, talking about the root system and yeah. the, and wow. the tree growing and everything like that. And, you know, just like the four A's we just talked about, I just wanted to remind our listeners around the concept of the tree and have you talk about that a little bit too and just for our listeners, the tree was transparency reciprocity equity and empathy and just wanted to have you spend a couple minutes on just kind of talking about that a little bit more and how that all plays into this uh systemic racism problem that we've been talking about
4: oh my god you guys are my top students yes. Yes.
2: Hey, yeah hey, 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 hey dorita i told you we're trying to get all the stickers all the stickers
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to hoard them yeah, to yeah, hoard yeah.
2: Them <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get that that st- that bumper sticker that you put on the car. Yeah, honor Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, You're it right. be like Keith and Ricky were honest students for Dorit. Yeah, <laughs> I put that on Big Red. I'm gonna put that on Big Red.
4: <laughs> honor students for Dorit. I love it. <laughs> now, you know, the tree is is uh, again. It came out of my my mind as an artist to create an image that's lasting and to create to use it metaphorically. Mm -hmm. So I love trees, trees to me, I I honor, they're like elders, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, Mm -hmm. they they were here way before we were, you know, they're like, they're just elders of, of, of of life. And my philosophy is, I want to be more tree. Mm -hmm. I want to be more like a tree as a human you know and the qualities of a tree are um sustainability they know how to sustain themselves they know how to grow their roots deep into the ground like it, we 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 forget that we have roots you know we we think we're only we dress ourselves up from 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 our feet up you know as if we don't have to like recognize that our roots you know come up and 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 are also reflected in our bodies you know we think we can cover it all up with with makeup and clothing, but our roots really show if we know how to look for them, you know, and we also forget how to look for each other's roots, you know, that that we, we're not just what we look like from the feet up. We have roots that are invisible, that are behind us, around us, you know, that join us underground. We're all joined underground. My God, energy is one. It's not fragmented. You know, the universe is one. It's not 20 million. It's just, it's all one and we're all part of it. And our histories are interconnected through our roots. Like the trees are now there's so many articles and books written now on the the amazing fact that trees can communicate with each other hundreds of thousands of miles apart through their root system, Mm. you know, through what they send out through things we can't even see, you know, we can't even conceive of. But we're doing that with each other all the time too. We just, we lost our ability to sense it, right? And for me, the tree, T-R-E-E, just just is is a framework to to remember. If I could be more tree, I would have to, T, recognize how to be fully transparent in how I communicate with others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Transparent doesn't mean just, you know, hit the email to send all, so everybody got the same email. You need to know who's, who's on the receiving end and how to meet them with your email and perhaps a phone call or a further, further meeting to recognize that not everybody's receiving in the same way. We're all receiving differently because of the resources and the abilities we have, right? So transparency is, is about engagement, really. You know, It's not just um, at, at the technology of click all, send all. Our reciprocity, man. It's like if, if we didn't have an exchange like you and you and I, you know, if mm-hmm. I wasn't talking to you, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be talking. Yep. I'm talking because I know like you're you're receiving. you the, the reciprocity is your my connection with you and what you're giving me back and how I see your faces, mm-hmm. in your smiles, in your reception, you know, it like and, and I'm giving, right? I'm giving, but I'm receiving too. If we were more aware of that when we're engaging with people, that it's not just about our performance, it's about connecting and it's about the engagement. Reciprocity is about engagement and E for equity. Well, equity is, is, you've got to open your eyes to really understand and look and to see what resources are available to what person. Equity has to do with what each person has available to him or her. It's not just about what's available to you or what may just be available in this situation today. You know, each person comes with um, their own um, histories. History has something to do with with equity <laughs> and resources, What they what is available to them and their capacities, you know, what were they capable of receiving. You may have a ton abundantly uh, there for you, but you may not be uh, able to receive it. That's also a factor. Right.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So,
4: um, equity is a complex, a complex idea of understanding where we are with each other. Um, and finally, empathy is a goal. You know, is to my, me really have a sense of who you are, to be with you and align with you, or to be an ally to you. I absolutely need to engage my empathy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can engage your empathy without transparency, reciprocity, and equity Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and empathy towards yourself as well. If I didn't do a ton of work on my own weaknesses, my own challenges, my own blind spots, my own hurts, my own trauma, my own experience of, of, of not being able to, of, of fear… There you go, fear. My own experience of fear. If I didn't do work on my own experience of fear, how am I supposed to understand your fear? Mm. Golly, mm. golly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Darique, girl, I can sit here and listen to this shit forever. Like, man, you know, I gotta, I got, I think I gotta crush on man. <laughs> I just I can, I can I can keep listening to what she says, man. And it's like I'm just over here. I'm in awe every time we speak because I'm really just learning so much. Right. Like it's like Mm -hmm. for for you to be able to take the time to connect the dots, to be able to like the concept of tree. It's like for someone who hasn't heard it, like or if you're hearing it for the first time, you're like, oh, wow, geez, you know, like Mm -hmm. you have done the work. Like mm. we always talk about doing the work. You have done the work to sit down and think about what this means. And in terms of like your advocacy, in terms of being like an ally, you have put this into bite-sized chunks so mm. people can do the work themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's exactly that. That's exactly it. That, that's, that's what People's Lab is. I've just done the work. I, I mean, I've been educator all my life. I've been an artist all my life, so I just, and I've been a mediator the last 20 years, so I've just put all those things together. I yeah. said, okay, let me design some tools, you know? And I think I told you last time we spoke that I, I can remember listening to, um, well, not listening, but seeing all these campaign signs that Obama created before '08. you know, and yes, we can. Mm -hmm. Which was brilliant because we're coming out of an era where we, I think we forgot how to feel anything. We weren't inspired at all Um, with uh, what was it? Eight years of Bush and the Iraq war and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was just, we, and he came up with, yes, we can come on, wake up folks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Together we can. Yes. Let's rise. Let's rise. And I thought that's brilliant, but there's something missing. Give the people tools. How Mm -hmm. can we
3: Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. can we? Mm-hmm. Yes, we
4: can. Agreed. Yes, let's go. Yeah. But how is like that's like the hidden, I don't know, the hidden gem, I think. Yeah. Like yeah, the yeah.
2: Tools. No, no, I get it. And, and look, at, look, at the end of the day, I know some of our listeners, they start to think, you know what, we're just making stuff up. We're just talking about <laughs> things that like aren't really true, and this, that, and the other, or this is our particular truth. But this is the part of the show when we start to kind of transition into what we call the receipts. Because if these receipts didn't exist, the work that Dorit does wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. Secrets wouldn't be possible. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to transition into the receipts. And today we'll share receipts on where structural racism shows up in the workplace and the impacts it has on BIPOC people. Yeah. So, so Keith, just hit us with that first receipt. Because I I, I know know they think we probably putting an extra zero on this, right? (laughs) Like we're like really adding something to it. But Keith, just talk about the facts. Absolutely.
1: I mean, this is how we connect the dots between what Dorit has been talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, and how it's showing up in the workplace at the end of the day. Just think about hiring. You know, that's the first process yeah. of getting into the workplace and receipt uh, white candidates are 2.1 percent, 2.1 percent more likely to receive an interview callback than a black candidate. Mm. Right. When researchers send out 83,000 applications to Fortune 500 companies, they found that distinctively sounding black names got noticeably fewer calls than candidates with white sounding names, despite having the exact same application info. Other than that, that same study also found that roughly 20% of companies involved in the study were responsible for about 50% of the discrimination. Damn. So, I mean, like, like honestly, like
2: that's a that, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there. Yeah, there's but, a lot there. But
1: that gets back to you know what Doreen was talking about, being aware of that in mm-hmm. your hiring process, yep. those biases that are there, your projection of when you hear a black sounding name and what that means. This is yeah. connecting the dots for everybody.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> right? When you when you start when you start looking at maybe where they went to school, look mm-hmm. at their name, this is all of that <laughs> all stuff. All that stuff. All of that <laughs> stuff right there, right? Yeah, remember, I, I told you, like what my grandmother said, she called it some S. This is some S. This right here is some S. <laughs> you know what I mean? some mm-hmm, S. Mm-hmm. When I got old enough to understand what S was, right. I was like, she was cussing back in the day. She sure was. She was cussing without cussing. That's right. <laughs> Receipt number two, okay? And this is about pay. Okay. On average, white and Asian employees earn more than Hispanic and Blacks. I don't know if that's a surprise to folks. No, we've but, about this, but, but but it's here. But here's that's the here, here's the meat behind it. A recent study found that the median weekly salary um, sat at six hundred and eighty dollars for Hispanics and six ninety four for blacks, nine hundred and sixteen dollars for whites, and almost eleven hundred dollars for Asians. According to research by PayScale, black women. Uh, make 97 cents and Black men, 98 cents for every dollar made by uh, uh, by a white man with the same job and qualifications. And finally, according to an analysis by the Economic Policy uh, Institute, working class white women earn 19% less than working class white men. While working class Black women and working class Hispanics uh, uh, Hispanic women earn thirty percent and thirty-five percent, respectively, um, less mm-hmm. than white men. Yeah,
1: this is the equity piece. Yeah, right. This is the the profitability and redistribution redistri- mm-hmm. of, of all of those things that that uh, that Dorit was talking about here. And our third receipt has to do with you think about promotions and how promotions work in the workplace. And according to data released by MRSA, our human resource consulting company, sixty-four percent. Of corporate workers in entry-level positions are white, 64%. Meanwhile, white individuals represent 85% Mm. of corporate executive positions. Mm. So you go from 64% when you start and it goes up to 85% by the time you get to the top. And during COVID, according to CNBC, 34% of men working remotely with children received a promotion compared to just 9% of women. Right? And similarly, 26% of men working at home received a pay raise compared to just 13% of women. So it just plays out. It just keeps going on from the hiring to the pay to the promotions. All of this is the system. The system. This is the
2: system. The so when, system. You, when you upset the system, right. therein lies that fear that Dorit was talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we're talking about the system, mm-hmm. you know, here, right? Receipt number four. CEO representation. Now, we, again, we've gone through this before, so mm-hmm. this is not going to be um, like a surprise. 95.8% of Fortune 500 CEOs identify as white, non-Hispanic individuals, right? So mm-hmm. they're white, okay, yeah. at the end of the day. That, that's almost 100%, 958 About 1.2% of Fortune 500 CEOs are Hispanic, 0.8 percent, not even the percent, mm-hmm. okay. 0.8 percent are African American and 1.8 percent are Asian. Mm-hmm. I I'm not
1: even gonna say anything
2: else. Yes,
5: yeah, <laughs> you know the
1: receipt. Is in the facts right there. That's right. And then we'll just talk about the future. And this may be where some of the the fear comes in too, right? right? Because people of color will represent the majority of the United States working class by 2032. That's 11 years from now, Mm -hmm. right? Labor force projections estimate that over the next 10 years, people of color will represent the majority of the working class, including people without a college degree and comprising about two thirds of the civilian labor force. In just eleven years from now, right. Similarly, the U.S. Census Bureau expects the majority of the country's working-age population to be individuals of color, which includes all nine white racial and ethnic groups by twenty thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. So, this receipt, Dorit. I mean, you can you can talk about this. This receding and of itself may describe that fear that we've been talking about earlier in the podcast. I mean, it all kind of comes to this. Maybe, you know, people can see into the future and say, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. And doing a lot of projecting. So I'm what, not what on we, top. That's right. I might not be on top. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, I think the receipts kind of speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason why we're talking about secrets as a reason why we're connected with us. Mm-hmm. Dorit, yeah. You know, here as we're talking about these things. So the REIT has given us another chest full, a treasure drove of, of, of gems here. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep that train going and, and have the provide some secrets for us today on how to dismantle and transform how we deal with structural racism. I'll kick off. The first secret by having Dorit talk about her organization, you know, uh, People's Labs, and um, if we're if we are if we are to make progress, if we're going to actually change the way the paradigm is today, we need organizations like yours, Dorit, that will speak the truth to power and 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 then talk about like the privileged, you know, individuals, right? So, Dorit, if you can, tell us about People's Labs and the work that you do. Like, just go ahead and break it down for us. Like, we know, but let our, our listeners know what it is that People's Labs does.
4: Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm, I've am i heard those numbers that you're, you you quoted. They're very real. And, yeah, here to stay for a while, I'm afraid, you know, because things don't, things move. My mother used to say, she, she used to say, Dorychka, common sense, human common sense moves like a very, Very slow creature. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to move. We need to recognize that we move slow and and systems move very slow unless they're completely destroyed. And, and, you know, the, the other, the other huge uh, variable that we can't know is, is what we've done and what will be happening to the climate. That, that to me, I have to add in is like a whole other like, uh, you know, ARC umbrella of, of the unknown that we've disturbed terribly uh, as a culture that our systems have, 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 have destroyed. You know, our, our systemic ways of being in the world as consumers has destroyed um, what we once thought was a, safe, a safety net, our environment, so it's not. So that's also part of, you know, our conversation or what we need to embrace. People's Lab is just an umbrella that I gave to a way of working that I've been designing for, oh boy, two, three decades. And as I said, I come from being an artist and I I named three threads that I weave together through People's Lab. One is my, my goal, my outcome, what I reach towards is social justice and is sustainable social justice. I reach for that. And the other thread that, you know, and, and maybe it's a thread that's more about methods that I weave through how I get there is my understanding of I'm gonna use a, a word that most people don't even know what it is, but for, for me it's core, it's aesthetics. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's it's the shape of who we are together. It's the form of who we are together it's the meaning of who we are together it's the it's how I sense who we are together it's how I perceive who we are together you know it's all of the and there's many many tools and skills that are about uh, that kind of uh getting to deep more deeply understand who we are with each other not not just the political and the um, and the psychological, but kind of like the the shape of it, mm-hmm. the, the meaning of it, you know. And then the third is a transformative process. That change needs to come from inside out. It can't just come from outside you. You can't just keep pointing the finger outside of you and wagging, mm-hmm. wagging your finger, you know. You have to bring yourself into the equation. You it, know, it's like it it comes from me out to you, back to me, back to you, that it's a continuous, um, Mobius, you know, strip, um, of, of everything. And, and, and that to change, we have to change from inside out. Mm -hmm. So people's lab creates tools, um, that I've learned and, and shaped as an educator for over 40 years and as an artist and as a mediator to, um, to work in a very reflexive way, to teach people skills of asking themselves questions of who am I, um, where, where what, what is making me behave the way it does, where are my blind spots, how, how do I respond uh, or do I respond or do I react, how am I part of the challenge,
3: mm-hmm. how am I part
4: of the pattern, the habit, the bias, and what parts of it can't I see? Yep. Because I'm human, you can't quite see everything that's of you because you are the one looking. You're the and the one looking is blind, so it's like this conundrum, you know. And I use uh, communication tools and skills that I learned as a mediator and as an educator of how to um, bring expression into language, how to bring feelings into expression, how to recognize and give form to. Um, um, often things that are internal that, that, that we're not used to understanding or or expressing you know or h- how do i bring this into a conversation into a from private to public you know what 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 are the communication tools i need to do that because often we're, we're we're stymied i i, I will ask them what are you feeling right now and and they'll, they'll just go uh
5: uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: you know,
4: we don't know, we, you know, it's like, it's ineffable. It's kind of like this thing that is inside. We, I've never gave it a name, a form, a shape, a meaning. It just, I don't know, you know, and then there's the more, um, procedural tools that I learned and, and those are how to, how to meet the other person, uh, across differences.
5: Mm
3: -hmm.
4: across um, the ineffability of difference. So I always, I I pull it back and I say, look, identity is a given. It's essential. If I was the only one made as a human on earth, I wouldn't need identity. I would just be me. Mm -hmm. But because I'm made in multiple with so many uh, variations, we need identity in order to communicate and distinguish and understand from where we're coming. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. So
4: we form these uh, senses of self, senses of other, which are then manipulated by 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 our cultures and turned into power games, right? By the by the constructed identities of class, race, gender, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we compartmentalize and and protect self, our difference. You know, so like when you have multiple identities, inevitably you have differences. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just human.
1: That's just human. That's right. You know,
4: my, my dreams are different than your dreams. That makes me different. Never, not just the color of my skin. You know, I, I have a preference for blue and you have a preference for green. That makes us different.
5: Mm-hmm. You
4: know what I'm saying? And then you lay on top of that, you know, all the, the culturally constructed identities of color and class and everything else. We get really tripped up. Yeah. So conflict is becomes inevitable. Conflict can become, conflict is also, it could be a disagreement or disorientation or an avoidance or an attack. It could come to blows or it can just live inside me. You know, and I always say the conflict that is between me and you is also within me and you.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
4: And to to, to change. So, People's Lab uses the equation as a premise. Um, Identity plus difference equals conflict, mm. which to me equals opportunity. Mm. So, conflict to me is an opportunity for us to recognize that something is not aligned. Something is broken or it's not, you know, there's an impasse or it's not fitting or it's not working or it doesn't work. It's, it alerts us to, ah, an opportunity to change, to change an opportunity to retool, an opportunity to remake, to rename, to pull apart, to shift it, to grow it, to evolve it, to, you know, to me, that's the positive. So often we're trained that conflict is, you know, pretend it's not there Mm -hmm. or make sure you win. Um, (laughs) Accommodate, 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 it'll go away, you know, or kill the other guy. You know, and and that that's that's that those are very limited ways of dealing with conflict. So in the end, people's lab is about tools of how to engage with conflict. And to engage with conflict, you necessarily have to engage with differences. And to engage with differences, you necessarily have to engage with identity. And to engage with identity, you necessarily have to engage with yourself. So it breaks down into, you know, the psychological what's in me and the social political what's between us.
5: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, mm-hmm.
4: they, they have, they, they reflect and, and, and extend each other. And that essentially is, is, is the the blueprint of, of people's lab.
3: Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
4: and yeah, I train, I do things mostly of course on zoom because we're in COVID.
2: Yeah, um,
3: yeah.
2: I, but, but I think you've, yeah. you've, you've actually given Look, it, the, the work is, is hard. The work is arduous, but you've made it, again, bite-sized chunks. You've made it easy for folks who are listening right now. We we know some of our listeners are working for organizations who are challenged, you know, at this, who are struggling with this. Can y'all just reach out to Dorit and get this shit That's done? Right. That's you right. know what I'm saying? Like, she can help you. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? She can help you. This is why, like, we only try to work with people who are soldiers in this game right who they really want to like impact and make sustainable change and Dorit is one of those
1: yeah and and Dorit you I mean you I think you hit a lot of a lot of things in there in terms of identity conflict Mm -hmm. um this whole concept of intersectionality you know and how it all all plays plays a role um in kind of dismantling our systems anything else you wanted to add just in terms of a, a tip or a trick of how people can get engaged in this work and really help to liberate us all from this oppression. Because again, mm-hmm. you, you talked about it early on that all of us have some trauma; it's just different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we all need to be liberated.
4: And, uh, absolutely, and my liber- liberation is contingent on yours. You know, and and that that's how I absolutely see it. You know, it's like I'm not free if you're not free. Yeah. So, you know, we could just really broaden the blanket a little bit and recognize that, you know, I think what we've done to the climate is a really good teacher, should be a really good teacher for how uh, everything affects everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, we are all affected. Um, This work needs commitment and focus and intention. Yeah. You know, uh, I work with all kinds of groups, cultural groups. I just finished doing a series of, of seminars via Zoom uh, with a group in Dublin, in, in uh, Ireland, you know, uh, an organization called Mother Tongues, and they work with immigrant and refugee communities and they all have different languages. You know, they work with difference through the language. And they realize, you know, we in the States don't realize this, that our culture with all of its problematics, is one of the most diverse cultures in the world. You know that many other countries are much more homogenous and are not used to identity differences. Like we ought to be more, we ought to celebrate it and be used to the fact that we are a model. We can be a model of all all identities living together in a, in a in a in a fabric that's mutually mutually beneficial, right? Anyway, so I'm I'm brought in to do um uh, workshops, you know, and and um uh, working with with small groups of people at a time. Uh, this group was 20. Sometimes I work with 8 people, sometimes I work with 40 people. And I'll take them through a process um, of and teaching them the tools, giving them uh sending them the PDFs of the tools and having them do the homework. You know, of working through understanding and like I said, I, I don't believe in in magic solutions like just move that boulder over there and you'll get what you need. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work that way. And I'm I because I, I'm interested in transformative work, mm-hmm. it has to it has to come from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and who you are on the inside, you create on the outside. And institutions that that, you know, very hierarchical corporate institutions they're 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 ripe and challenged because they even in their architecture and in their you know interior design and in in how people are have to sit in these cubicles and whatnot you know all of that is part of what keeps us locked into not being able to see um uh, mm-hmm. between between we have to learn to see between between things, underneath things, around things, below things,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, look, you, you guys, I, I am like just sitting here, you know, like I've, I've gotten so many mental notes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here, and I'm, and I'm probably gonna have to go back and listen to this again myself as a mm-hmm. listener, That's right. Right? That's right? But for for our <laughs> listeners out there, you can find more resources on the secrets and the receipts that we share today by going to our website secrets.com mm-hmm. or looking into the show notes uh, for this episode. Cause uh, look, Janelle works hard, Janelle, you know, on those, on those show notes. Right. And we want to make sure that, that, you know, there, there have been times where people wanted to know about some of the receipts that we found and we, and we tag those, mm-hmm. you know, in the show notes. And, and also some of the things that we talked about. So go yep. in and, and listen to the show notes. Yep. Yep. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the bigger piece of this is I just want to humbly, 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 Just thank our sister Dorit for bringing that heat today on Secrets. Like this was like amazing. This was better than anything we could have hoped for, you know, right here. So Dorit, thank you for being on the show.
4: Uh, Thank you for being you guys, you know, and and like uh, I love talking to you. It's very easy. And, you know, I, I, I yeah, it's just easy, easy to talk with you guys. So I appreciate that.
1: No, it's great, and you know it it reminds me. So we had you on last year. Mm -hmm. We had you back this year. This could be like the State of the Union address that Mm -hmm. we do every year. So we (laughs) have to figure something out. So (laughs) kind of do a year review and get a State of the Union. But uh, and we really uh, appreciate you being a supporter of Secrets. Um, We've we've had a great time getting to know you over the last last year or so, and, and really want to continue to. Um, expand our partnership and working together.
4: I would love to continue partnering with you in any way you think is important, you know, because the work is is for all of us.
3: Mm-hmm. And if
4: people want more information, they can go to peopleslab.us, mm-hmm. US, you know, and um, yeah, and I, I look forward to meeting anybody that wants to move this work forward. Anybody.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And we also want to give a shout out to all of our listeners out there and fans out there. The continued support that you provide for us keeps us going, um, and we really appreciate that. Help us out. Write a review on Apple. Uh, go buy some merchandise. Yep, you know, yep. you know. Uh, it, we got some great new designs out there for you. Take a picture with that merch on and uh, post it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and we're gonna have more happy hours coming up here soon. Yeah. Uh, so you know, get ready. Look out for those happy hours so you can uh, spend some time with Ricky and I. Hey, look.
2: And 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 again, although KP and I, you know, have a lot of fun on the podcast, as you can hear. We also want to keep helping everybody get your paper, get your bread, get your money, because we're all about adding, mm-hmm. not subtracting. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we want to make sure yep. that you keep getting paid. We'll connect uh with uh we'll connect you with Dorit if you're interested in having her uh be able to be a speaker for your for your organization or if you would like um you know her to be able to you know work with you on on coming up with some of those tools mm-hmm. that she uh spoke about. Mm-hmm. Or if you're looking for personal coaching on how to be a better advocate, yeah. she can help you with that also, That's right? right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and KP and I will um, help you get what you're worth. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're um, able to get in and check out our coaching services, some of those happy participants, mm-hmm. you know, will tell you that at in only a year's uh, time, we've we're approaching almost two million dollars. And total compensation increases that we've been able to uh, nope. help individuals with since we launched Secrets 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah. Two million. Yeah. And look, we got a few people who we're working with right now who probably have pushed that number up significantly.
3: Significantly.
2: We ain't going to out y'all right now because right. we gonna, we're going to jinx you. But, you know, again, we're helping people every
1: day. You yeah, know, with this stuff. Absolutely. And we want to thank, again, Dorit for breaking bread with us today. Um, we have to make this an annual event, like I said, like State of the Union. So we got to do it. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, and we can't solve all the world's problems with a short podcast, but we can figure out how to fill up this cup because this ice is gone. It's empty. I'm yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, ice, right is this <laughs> ice is gone right now. This ice is gone. He's over here drinking <laughs> a cocktail. So <laughs> thanks for. I want
4: some. Give that's it. right. I want. <laughs>
1: Exactly. So thanks for thanks for listening in today. Uh, one more thing. Go get your shot. Go get that booster. We need to get out of this pandemic. Enough okay. is enough. That's right. No more okay. excuses. So let's go do that. Uh, thanks for listening in to Secrets Today. And remember, when we share, you transform. Take care.
0: listening and we hope you enjoyed yet another gem from kp and pr in fact one listener said that secrets continues to share the inside story on how to truly accomplish your corporate ambitions and we hope you agree if you are motivated and excited after listening to keith and ricky please subscribe to our podcast share with friends donate via patreon and sign up for our executive coaching services Check us out at www.c-crets.com to get more information about our secret services. Remember, when they share, you transform. Until next time, cheers!